And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Well, your voice is much better. Mine is a little bit better than yesterday, but yours right. is a lot better than yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're recovering slowly, whatever Big this thing was. Yes. I'm talking in a little bit of a nasal talk, though. I do notice that. But uh, that's just the... Uh, you sound really swell. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I sound so nasally to in my own ears to me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man. But, uh, hey, hmm? we're human beings. It is It is true. We, it is true. We're flesh and blood. We are. Uh, no. <laughs> we get sick once in a while. We have hearts and souls. Our job is demanding. We're victims. It's uh, <laughs> no. Okay, we may not have hearts or souls, but we we're the station that cares. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know why that's especially the, funny to me this we're, morning. And we're the station that cares about our own self interest. Listen, we don't have a soul, but we're the station that cares. Yeah. All right, you ready for this? Okay. Our audio cut of the day comes from uh, Kareem Jean Pierre yesterday. Yeah. You ready for this? All right. right, here we go. I mean, we're you're going to have some fun with this here. Okay. okay. I'm not even going to give you a clue. All right. We played it in the 12 o'clock hour, and we have to repeat it now because a lot of people that, you know, that listen then are, are asleep now, and a lot of people listening now were asleep, yeah. asleep back then. So right, yeah. When when we have... Like our, like our production staff. Right, when we have... And so when we have great audio cuts, we have to play this. Right. And this is Kareem Jean Pierre being asked a question about, you know, where's Biden? We can't ask him any questions. Mm. This... And she repeated the statement twice, which may be one of the greatest, which means worst statements she's ever made. Right. Here we go. Okay. The second question has to do with the lack of a press conference during the president's upcoming trip and the lack of press conference that we see in general from this White House. I represent a news organization that owns 113 television stations. And a question that I'm often asked, and I don't know the answer to, so I'll ask you that question. Uh, is the administration trying to protect the president from our questions? Uh, please, I answer Absolutely that not. Absolutely not. So why the lack of any interaction in a formal setting to have a press conference? Uh, I mean, the president takes 
shouted questions. I, I understand, John. I understand. I understand. I have dealt with this question about three times already. I understand. It is, it is, it is uh, the job of you all to ask this question to me. Totally get that, and that's not a problem at all. Um, but s certainly, uh, the president many times has has stand has stood in front of all of you, has taken questions uh, on his own because he wanted uh, to see what was all on your minds. He wanted to see what the questions you all were going to ask him, and he wanted to answer them directly. That has happened multiple times, many times, uh, during this administration, and that will certainly continue uh, to be. When it comes to a formal press conference, I don't have anything to share with you at this time. Just one last thing. Yeah, just sure. Just to button it up, you recognize that as it relates to prior administrations, uh, the president's predecessor, uh, President yeah. Obama, President George W. Bush. Uh, I've been here long enough to have covered President Bill Clinton. This is not the norm. The norm is we do get an opportunity to ask the questions to the president about domestic and foreign policy issues in a formal setting at some point. Uh, and you choose that point, but we haven't had that opportunity in quite some time. So I'll say this, it is also unprecedented that a president takes as many shouted questions as this president has. And he no, has. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> 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 shut her down. Oh whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Look, you can lie, oh. but you can't say that. Oh. Everybody in the room like, whoa, whoa, oh. whoa, no, this, no, no, no. It's unprecedented, this president yeah. taking shouted questions. Yeah. That could not have been in, you know, when, when, when they do their briefing before she comes out. Yeah. The shouted question could not have been... In the book. It could not have been in the book. No. no that couldn't be in, in the, the book. book of answers. That no. had to be an ad lib that she... Yeah. Because she tends to stick to something. Yeah. Even if it's bad, she'll stick to the same phrase or same word. Yeah. And I love when she says, when... When she's not paying attention and won't answer the question, how she keeps saying, I hear you. I hear you. When well, we hear you, we hear you. Yeah. We're not going to respond, but we hear you. Yeah. Here's a question. Does Biden hear anybody? Um, oh, my. That, I mean, that's, that was just so funny, but also telling. Yeah, it is. It's like, come on. You can lie, but you can't say that. Tell a normal lie, but don't yeah. say that. And and Eric and I are willing to bet because she said he takes an unprecedented amount of <laughs> shouted questions. Shouted, I, mean, I can't believe she actually said that. Yeah, she did. He, he takes unprecedented amount of. We believe <laughs> that Trump took a lot more questions, not only in front of the 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 the, the press inside, but we believe that no. You can make the case that nobody took more shouted questions than Trump. He would hold right. press conferences out there, remember? It was it yeah. would go on for in some cases we believed a little too long because he didn't he never flinched from the media. And he would sit and he would talk with him. And it's like wasn't he supposed to go to wherever? And he's the helicopter's running at uh, Marine One is Oh yeah, burning a ton of fuel. I think I think Greta was on his case for wasting so much fuel. Talking by to the media. so many questions. Right? right. Why are Why are you answering? In fact, that was probably one of the questions in the in the media room, and and we we could ask the current governor of Arkansas and ask her. Did you ever get the question? Why does President Trump answer so many questions? 
Probably uh, some Republicans were saying that. I know. Because I mean, many Repu- yeah, actually it, it wasn't Democrats. I could hear, I could hear Pete Ducey asking that question. Why, why, is he, why does he answer so many yeah. questions? It gets him in trouble. Right. You know, and uh, I'm, I'm sure Sarah Huckabee Sanders could tell us if that was ever asked. But did you ever think? I mean, it's just when you can't think. That that she can top herself in idiocy. Yeah, she she does. Yeah, and, and the yeah. thing is, not that she just said it once. Well, he takes your shouted questions. Right. Yeah. Think about. I mean, just the concept that, that that if you talk about having a professional <laughs> presidency, he's taking your shouted questions. Uh, probably a lot of people. Even, what's a shouted question? Well, they're probably asking. Yeah. That's when the president is running from the White House to the helicopter. So you hear the helicopter jet sounds and in the background, going at him. and they're shouting yeah. to him. Yeah, and she's saying that's how he's communicating with the press is shouting back and forth to them under the helicopter noise. Well, this is how. Ab- I don't even know. What, I can't come up with an adjective it, here. I, this yeah. is how blank this administration is. Yep, and. Here's what I'll here's what I'll say. She said he takes questions. She didn't say he issues responses. Well, no, they <laughs> shouted questions. It might be that this current president has more of the media shouting at him <laughs> than any president in history. Uh, but that's not what she meant. And those are the problems that you have here. But. That that little at the end there, everybody going, oh, come on. This is the liberal media responding to the mouthpiece for the guy who beat Trump. That was telling. It wasn't just funny because it was funny. But it was very, telling. Very telling. I mean, it's, you know. And, and I really think, because uh, we have said, you know, from the very beginning, she should be gone. And I think really, you know, that's what that's what the administration has come to, which is it doesn't matter how incredibly bad they are. No. that it, And she's so incredibly bad. It's what people become used to. And you get used to now a completely incompetent, uh, you know, press office. With yeah. Now Kirby and her representing Kirby right, last right. week. Yeah. In fact, I want to. David uh, Herzeni wrote in Federalist.com mm. two years ago. The president says the buck stops uh, with me. It never does. Biden is still covering up his deadly Afghan withdrawal, but he brings up too. Um, uh, let me get it here. He he. Uh, here it is. Uh, at the time. Oh wait a minute. I'm going to get it here. Uh, let me let me get this point here about him. You might recall that the entire left-wing Twitter sphere chastising conservatives for spreading the myth that Americans have been stranded, as in left without the means to move from somewhere in Talibanistan. <laughs> uh, then Press Secretary and now MSNBC host Jen Psaki told journalists no Americans were stranded in Afghanistan, instructing them that it was irresponsible to say so. A couple of weeks ago, and this didn't make a great deal of news, Secretary of State Antony Blinken admitted to Congress that there were still 175 American citizens in Afghanistan, several directly held captive by the Taliban. It's a shame none of those 175 citizens can play for the WNBA. Perhaps the media then would be interested in their fate. At the time, John Kirby, 
presidential spokesperson flippantly told the press that, quote, we have Americans that get stranded in countries all the time. Perhaps, but Americans don't typically find themselves stuck in nations run by Islamic warlords and terrorist groups because the United States government, uh, because of the United States government's ineptitude. At the release of the assessment, Kirby, now coordinator for the strategic communications of the National Security Council, said these incredible words. For all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. Did Kirby not see the crush of people streaming to the airport to escape the advancing Taliban? Did he not see the explosion that killed dozens of people? Apparently not. And, you know, and it's, I mean, they are just, it's almost as if, like I said, the gaslighting, the line, the not answering questions, Mm. the stupid, incredible gaslighting statements probably are the, Mm. the, I think, the biggest impact on on the public they show they are completely and totally completely and totally incompetent think about this yeah i i could you imagine okay go out there and tell the american public because you're going to be criticized because we're trying to hide biden tell them he takes more shouted questions an unprecedented an, amount an unprecedented amount nobody of questions and took that, more and that's why you heard the press you heard the people in the the you know they're they're going crazy and and you said it. I think you said it first. The problem that's going on here, and I'm not talking about the the Pete Ducey. I'm assuming that guy. They said his name was John. I'm assuming. I don't know who it was, but I think if he if, if he represents a network that has 133 stations, it would probably be Sinclair. I was thinking Sinclair. That's what I'm guessing. But when he was saying it, but I, I'm yeah. That's, but I don't know. They didn't say in the uh, when, where I got the audio. You know what his. What his name was, I just mm. picked that up uh, uh, from there. But you, but you know, and Sinclair is probably more fair or conservative, whatever you want to call them, right? Uh, right. You know, of of a uh, of a network. Uh, but you look at the majority in there that are now losing their patience with the uh, White House press or with the White House press office. It's uh, it's because they don't give them anything anymore. No, they don't give them. You know, used to be able to have people, Jen Psaki could spin something, they'd write about it. Nobody's really writing about what Kareem Jean-Pierre says. Nobody wants to, you know, Kirby, who's actually going to write upon it? It was horrible. They may talk about the instance, but they're not getting, they're not getting, I believe, their walking orders from the uh, the White House. No. They're and, out, they're out yeah. left, they're completely and totally incompetent. They wish to defend because many of them are, are political activists. They're not journalists, and they're not getting any information that's useful to make their lives easier. And well, so they're getting upset. And that's it. It, it Because they the liberal media uh, for years now has looked to liberal administrations. All right, give us our talking points. Give us what we can take to our readers, viewers. And it was delivered. All right, here you go. And now... It's just chaos. It's chaos that stems from the kind of defiance you have in this president. There's, there is no way to deliver for him because he's always in defensive mode. And when you're doing that, it's impossible to have the media do the heavy lifting for you because, and they're trying. The liberal media wants to. Yeah. yeah, you, yep. But the defiance and being in that defensive posture all the time 
has them going, okay, well, what do you have well, for us? Well, you can see they'll lie by omission, for example, with the Tennessee House. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, Republicans want to stop democracy. Well, actually, no, the Democrats did. Right. Republicans didn't. You can talk about whether the punishment was fair or not. Mm-hmm. We saw how easy it was for the other one who was expelled to get, for one of them to get back in again, mm-hmm. one of the representatives. So right. he was he was in yesterday. Yeah. So uh, what was that, you know, what was that about? I mean, it was about the insanity of the left. You're not going to change the Second Amendment tomorrow. But they scream and yell. This is the age of rage. They don't wish to debate. All they want to do is rage, intimidate you, frighten you uh, uh, into conforming with them. Right. Because they don't wish to debate. And that's the whole point with Democrats and everything that they're doing right now, everything across the board. And in some cases, they're winning. You know, that's why you people coming out saying Republicans don't get don't get hoodwinked. The goal is to win in 2024. Understand what they're doing here. Mm. They're trying to get you off the topic. And, uh, you know, and you can make the I think you can make a legit point that the Tennessee House should not have expelled them because you made them martyrs. Don't do anything to make them martyrs. Right. You know, do whatever you have to do to point out to the American public what's because it gets so loud at that point as it did. I'm not saying they might not have deserved it. I'm just saying politics comes into it. And if one of them's already back, well, you didn't really accomplish much. It wasn't a permanent thing. And you made a martyr of them. And you made a martyr you, you of them. You accomplished something for, for them. Right. You unified them instead of always destroying their messaging. And that's what you do. You have to destroy their messaging. And win the said, argument. Each and every day you can win the argument On if the you issues. stick to the issues yep. against the Democrats. So it's not an issue they can win. Nope. 866-90-RED-EYE. The excitement of a planned man-moon mission for late 2024, part of the buildup of the Artemis space program, which first made news last November when an unmanned craft was launched to and later orbited the moon. Aboard Artemis 1, tree seeds from Earth. Five species of tree seeds. We sent loblolly pine, American sycamore, sweet gum, Douglas fir, and giant sequoia. They left the Earth on November 16th and orbited the moon twice and then splashed back down. Heidi McAllister of the U.S. Forest Service says these seeds have been x-rayed both before and after spaceflight, some to undergo research at Forest Service facilities others being distributed to educational and community organizations with the intent to study the growth of these seeds as full-fledged trees raised on Earth their entire existence. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price 
you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. This thought just went through my head. If I'm a writer for an SNL, okay. SNL, you yeah. know what I do this yeah. week? Right. Mm. Uh, it would be, let's put together a, let's do a, a, basically a, a political commercial for the Biden administration. Early commercial of why you, sh- you should vote for them in 2024. The transparency. Unprecedented numbers of shouted questions are taken. And then you actually go into Corrine Jean-Pierre there or biden or whatever yeah and the reporters just screaming questions or just the president screaming questions i'm going huh what huh, huh? what <laughs> and then turns his back and comes back turns around again what what uh no whatever and then walking away and you take five or six of those in a row and do that and go yeah. the transparency of the biden administration yeah. taking your shouted questions yes it's all about the he's the shouted he's the shouted question presidential king of yes, all time. Yes. He's he's the great he's the goat when it comes to shouted questions. Man, and, that and is, the best part is remember last year mm. when Biden got upset at the reporters for shouting questions at him? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio. And, if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, so, another indication that we're doomed. Yeah. Whole fool, whole fools. <laughs> whole foods to close yeah. San Francisco flagship store a year after opening. After a short stint in downtown San Francisco, the Whole Foods at Mark on Market Street is closing this week. Uh, the Whole Foods uh, at uh, Trinity Place is set to close on April 11th. The Whole uh, Foods market spokesperson confirmed with the San Francisco Chronicle to ensure the safety of our team members. We have made the difficult decision to close the Trinity store for the time being. Uh, A Whole Foods marketing spokesperson said in a statement via email, all team members will be transferred to one of our nearby locations. In a statement, the Whole Foods market spokesperson suggested 
the grocery store could reopen in the future. Those specific details were not provided. The spokesperson also did not elaborate on what safety concerns led the company to close the store. Last November, the San Francisco Standard reported that the Whole Foods location at Trinity Place had limited its store hours following high theft and hostile people, according to a statement from a store manager who was granted anonymity. The grocery chain uh, debuted the massive 65,000-square-foot storefront at Trinity Place last month, or excuse me, last March, which was promptly dubbed San Francisco's flagship store ahead of the opening. The store offered a large section of wines, craft beer, and baked goods from local companies. Uh, Whole Foods continues to operate multiple locations across San Francisco, but the downtown area one is now uh, closed. Michael Schellenberger was all Michael Schellenberger. Also, uh, you know, we know Michael Schellenberger. People are probably familiar with him because. Uh, he was part of the whole Twitter files yeah. uh, with uh, Matt Taibbi and whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, we have mentioned Michael Schellenberger in the past because he is another one who believes that he's a Democrat. Yeah. Never voted for Trump, just so people know. Yeah. But on climate change, he believes it's happening. But he, like Bjorn Lundberg, who also believes that that climate change is happening and is man is and he believes man contributes to it, also believes that what the left is doing is completely the opposite of what they should be doing. Right. And so right, right. Uh, interesting perspectives uh, he gives, uh, and also he is one of the old-school liberals that actually believes in freedom of speech and the First mm-hmm. Amendment mm-hmm. of the United States. But uh, he was all over this whole food story yesterday. Well, it's interesting because he was on this, and he coupled it in a thread with also, it was the it was the San Francisco Chronicle and how they were covering crime in general, as a result of this Whole Foods thing, but also as they were covering crime as a result of the uh, murder of Bob Lee, and uh, who was, you know, he's a, here's a uh, a a, a uh, guy who lived in San Francisco, huge tech guy, and moved from San Francisco. Bob Lee did uh, last year, I think it was last fall. And then went back for business recently, and he was murdered there. And Schellenberger in this thread yesterday, Michael Schellenberger, does a good job at, at pointing out. It's something that I had observed. I think you and I kind of touched on it a, a couple of times over the last week or so. But he points out here in both the Chronicle's coverage of the Whole Foods closing and the killing of Bob Lee, how they just kind of tried to tame this idea of a rising crime. Well, then he retweets, uh, Schellenberger does, San Francisco Police Officers Association and their tweet and their answer to the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, the and, and to give you an example, just from his first tweet, uh, or one of the first tweets in the thread on the, on the Whole Foods thing, uh, Schellenberger writes, San Francisco politicians... And the local news media say crime isn't increasing, but Whole Foods begs to differ. And then he he, he attached the, the story from the Chronicle about that. And he's basically saying, look, the proof is here. This is what they're saying. Uh, there's there's no doubt. And then in, later in the thread, retweets this from the San Francisco Police Officers Association. And they tweet out, the San Francisco Chronicle chose to make its story about the murder 
of tech exec Bob Lee into a lecture on crime, essentially shaming those who are concerned with San Francisco's crime levels. By the way, that's a great way to phrase it. Because I thought, what is this new tone where they're trying to, well, it's not exactly new. Remember, the mostly peaceful Mm -hmm. protests. So it's been going on for a while. But but this is, again, uh, this is even further in that direction with the Chronicle. But they point out uh, where the, 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 uh, the, the San Francisco Chronicle is wrong. Uh, the Chronicle claim, number one, reported violent crime overall declined over the past three years, dropping by 14%. The crime facts are violent crime is up 7.5% over the past three years. Again, this is from the San Francisco Police Officers Association. The uh, Chronicle claim number two, along with, and this is in their coverage about uh, Bob Lee, along with property crimes, which decreased, this is a quote from Chronicle's article, which decreased by 7%, end quote. The crime facts, they answer, property crime is up 20.7% over the past three years. And Chronicle claim number three, this is the San Francisco Chronicle in their coverage, claiming, quote, Homicides increased slightly from 20 to 2021, 2020 to 2021, end quote. The crime facts, the San Francisco POA answers, homicides increased 17% from 2020 to 2021 and maintained same level in 2022. I don't know why you would go out of your way, because here's the difference. This is not between left and right. If you're someone at the Chronicle who's writing this and using, I don't know what where the stats, I'd have to get into the data, and I think they did in this thread, and there is a lot of minutiae in that data. But what you you can try and and sugarcoat this all day, But you're not, this isn't you versus conservatives or you versus conservative media or even you versus law enforcement. This is you and what you're trying to portray versus what the readers and many of them citizens of your city already know about the crime based on what they encounter every single day. And that's the whole point. They think it's it's a war between the, oh, well, the right-wing media just does this and blah, 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 blah. You're talking about people who live in the Bay Area, and they know this. Also, the numbers don't lie on the number of people that are leaving the area, including Bob Lee, who left there because it was just getting, things were getting out of hand. By most accounts, those that knew him would tell you that is why he left the Bay Area last year that he couldn't live there anymore and he went back on business uh and he was murdered and you look at that entire scenario of where the media i don't know where they think the win is who do you think you're going to win against because reality every single day it's like this administration 
inflation is so far down. It's dropping dramatically. Well, the inflation numbers they're talking about are last month's and tomorrow, or actually on a Thursday show, we'll be talking about the March numbers. And they'll probably say it again. Oh, no, things are dropping dramatically. The rate of inflation is down, but it, but inflation is still high, which means prices are still going up. And you don't have to say anything because the people who already paid for it in March, meaning the consuming public, yeah, they're already know. Yeah, they're the arguing. Truth. They're they're trying to argue with uh, things that are self evident. And you said this. Uh, I think you were the first to say this uh, when we were talking about Disney. That Disney thought that they were that this, this was a debate Disney and the media against DeSantis and against right. the Republicans. Yeah. And it was never that was never that they didn't understand even the debate. That's why they lost that. The debate was between Disney and the parents against teaching sexualized content to five year olds. Now, when you bring up the truth of that, that's and that was able the DeSantis was able to, you know, bring that up, uh, you know, and and promote that. That's why record numbers of people in Florida uh, sided with DeSantis on that. They don't right, want sexualized right. content being taught to five, six, and seven year olds. They called it "Don't Say Gay" and they called it, uh, you know, uh, the you know transphobic or whatever. But it was simply about children. Do do what you want to do, be what you want to be, but don't step on my toe right. and leave the children out of it. Do whatever you want in your bedroom, leave the children out of it. Yep. Uh and and for, you know, and that's the argument. And here, I think you bring up a great point. This is San Francisco. They're not are this is not Democrats arguing with conservatives. This is the San Francisco Chronicle arguing that everything is okay to people that are absolutely self-aware as to what's happening in their community. Here's a question I have. Mm. If anybody's, uh, you know, uh, listening on KSFO this morning from the San Francisco Police Department. Mm. Uh, you know, property crimes up. But if you're not prosecuting property crimes that you would have prosecuted five years ago, huh. for example, shoplifting. Yeah. Right? right. In San Francisco. Right. What is, if, if you were, are there any numbers of the increase in shoplifting or what I'd like to see from Whole Foods? And they're not, you're not going to get it because they still want to come back and they're still trying to play the correct politics. They're not right. coming out yeah. and stating, look, it's crime. It's killing us. Right. They should. Yeah. They should be blunt about it because what more damage can happen? You're closing down a store. Right. That's still going to be there. There's expenses. That's not going to be a drain on Whole Foods. Right. And so there's no reason to protect the idiots of San Francisco who put in these insane rules of defunding the police and allowing, uh, you know, shoplifting to happen. Right. And by the way, after that store opened, it wasn't long. It didn't take long. They had to reduce their hours drastically because of the problems. It wasn't yeah. safe for their employees. And and so that's what it, it was. It was all about. It was all about crime. I just wonder if you take, you know, if you saw the numbers of. You know, when they first, uh, well, what, to take that store and see what the shoplifting cost was for that store as opposed to other stores. Right. You know, just see what that uh, is. But when they talk about property crimes, I'm like, yeah, but a lot of these cities over the last three years, you know, have said property, well, you can steal this. You can shoplift. We're not going to stop you from doing it. Right. So those aren't crimes that are reported anymore. Right. Or are they? And, And if they're reported... Are they actually being documented, and do they actually make it into the crime statistics? Well, there's one thing for sure, is that loss prevention keeps track of 
the stuff that was on the shelf that didn't get yes. paid for. And so that kind of inventory is now, I mean, the minutia that they get into, uh, that it's not bean counting. It's the fraction of a bean counting. And Walmart talked about this. Walmart loses billions. And now problem is, or problem, um, the, the, the situation is, is that the way that they account for that is, is that everything in that category in loss prevention includes, uh, all types of people taking things, including employees taking things. And so the question would be over in recent years, how much did it increase? Well, again, like Schellenberger said about Whole Foods in San Francisco, we'll repeat this for Walmart in Portland. It increased greatly because they closed stores. Full stop. 86690 Red Eye. Lines open for your calls. 866-90 Red Eye on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. You know, one of the things we were talking about, you know, the Whole Foods in San Francisco, and just in general, where the big the liberal Democratic cities are going right now, and, you know, they kept it open where they might move uh, back. Why? What's going to change in San Francisco? Well, that's the thing. When you look at it, something like that, I think that's probably more of a PR move to say that. Of course. That, yeah. you, that will we'll keep that property there for now. I, I think they would love to believe, I mean, honestly, financially, they'd love to believe that something would be done to where they could come in feasibly and it would be a viable location for them. But I I suspect it's going to be a lot like, and there was a similar statement to Walmart, that that by Walmart in Portland, and that is maybe one day we can return or whatever. But honestly... That's a huge, huge move when you shut down a location. You said it. It costs them money, but there is no feasible way to keep it open. And every month it's going to cost them money. Every single month. It's a drain. And you think about it, you know, uh, Chicago, reading this here, arrest down, crime up, trend almost certain to continue under new mayor in Chicago. Right. What happens with Chicago? What happens in New York? I mean, people, businesses are going to move. That's the beginning. What's going to happen to all of America's great cities over the next 25 years? Are we looking at the beginning of urban blight again? This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.